Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger, and today our episode is on RxJS and all the new greatest stuff with it. Should be pretty cool. Dive into it. Uh, let's get started. Say hi to our panelists first. Joining us today, we got Alyssa Eichel. Alyssa, how's it going? Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. And we got Austin McDaniel with us. Austin, where's the panda head? It's in the closet. All right. All right. It's, it's Hi, everyone. <laughs> we got uh, Bonnie Brennan with us. Bonnie, how's it going? It's going great. I'm super excited today. I love RxJS. Bonnie, where's the cowboy hat? What? Bonnie, where's the cowboy hat? I only did that to keep up with you and Mike and all y'all's crazy hats. I didn't want to feel left out. All right, we got uh, Mike Brocky with us. Mike, what's going on? Oh, I'm happy to be back. I've been missing you guys. I've been gone for a couple of weeks trying to get some uh, code written. Oh, we didn't notice. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just we kidding. Just I love you, you Mike. <laughs> Savage. Savage. <laughs> totally. I'm the band back together. So, you know, there's that. Right. All right. Fun. We've got three amazing guests with us today. Uh, the who's who of RxJS, right? Uh, we got Tracy Lee with us. Tracy, how's it going? Hi, everybody. How are you? Which, by the way, Austin, I feel like you basically shaved off the panda head. It's really what you did. So, will it ever come back? Mystery. It's a mystery. And we, we got Jay Phelps. <laughs> Mike Brocky didn't shave off his panda head. <laughs> uh, this is a long it's time growing. It's angular air haircut, by the way. If you're going to be on the show, you've got to have the haircut. Oh. Yeah, you I thought, thought I was going to have hair. No, you just have to have it cut. So I don't know. It's the new norm. It's true though. Mike Brocky is ninety percent panda. Ninety percent panda. He is. And the ten percent is uh, vegetable. That green thing that you eat. You steam that. I think you steam that, right? All right. Uh, so let's meet our that. other guests that we have today. We got Jay Phelps with us. Jay, how's it going? Hello. Good. Great to have you here. Thank and you. Uh, Ben Les jumped on as well. Ben, how's it going? Great, great. Happy to be here. Where's Mishko? Uh, I just left a meeting with him. He's in another meeting. Very disappointing. <laughs> All right. We, we probably have a little room if you want to pull him in. I don't know. He's in the high room. I don't We're know. Not it, looked, it looked important. It looked important. I don't want to snag him. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, do you all want to tell us a little bit about yourselves before we get started here for the viewers that might not know you? Uh, maybe we start with Tracy. Sure, my name's Tracy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lady Leets. I do a lot of stuff in the JavaScript world, Google Developer Expert, um, love Angular, uh, RxJS core team, playing around with the RxJS docs initiative, excited about that. Um, also co-founder of a company called This Dot, in which uh, you know Ben, Jay, and myself are all basically involved in on some level or another. So, and excited to be back on. I haven't seen y'all in a while. Yeah, it's always great to have you here. Uh, and Jay, want to tell us about a little about yourself? Sure. Yeah, um, I uh, RxJS nut used to be on the core team. I stepped down. Um, I might see if I can join at some point here, if I can actually stabilize my life right now. With because um, I just actually just changed jobs. I uh, worked at Netflix for a while, and I uh, just left to join Tracy at this dot um, full time. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, but things are crazy because I also moved from the Bay Area to Tennessee. So Knoxville, if anybody needs new friends, Jay is right. a person. <laughs> no. 
So uh, yeah, um, that's uh, that's my big spiel. I'm also a compiler nut and obsessed with WebAssembly. Um, what else? I am also a GDE. What is in Knoxville? Uh, my best friend, who is um, my best friend and his wife, and they're going to have their first child this year. So I'm, I wanted to be close to them because I haven't seen them in a while and spent some time with them. Best excuse ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Total feels. Love it. Love it. Awesome. All right, and Ben, what's yeah. your deal? <laughs> what is my deal? Uh, what is your deal? I joined the Angular core team this last week. Um, and uh, also, I've been operating as the RxJS uh, project lead for a couple years now. Um, so still still doing that stuff. Uh, and just so people are aware, because um, especially Igor Aminar is very careful um, to want everyone to know this, RxJS is still going to do what's right for RxJS and not necessarily always what's right for Angular, um, because we support a lot of other partners. So I, I have to make sure I throw that disclaimer out there that I'm involved in both, but the Angular team is actually also very committed to make sure that, uh, m making sure that uh, RxJS uh, stays independent. So. So you'll uh, you'll have you love fighting a lot with Igor, like lots of lots of fist fighting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> back though. I don't think there'll be there'll be much violence involved. <laughs> can, you, can you do your best Ken Wheeler though for me? Just what? No, you want me to flex? But do your Ken Wheeler. He has a really good. You're gonna do like the hat sideways in one of these. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. Ha we're live, so we don't have the ability to bleep it out. <laughs> right. 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 So. Ton, your crew, everybody has tons of announcements, right? That have been going on, people moving around. We got all this stuff. Don't we have some birthdays too? Didn't this Ooh, Tracy. Hey, last Friday. Yeah, Tracy. We got somebody else that had a birthday here? Who? 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 Jay and Ben are both October. All right. All right. I, don't you uh, don't you sing at like everything that you got going on, Tracy? I, I feel like we should sing happy birthday for you. Do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love it. it. Whatever. Alexa, sing happy birthday. There you go. All right. Here we go. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, birthday to you. Yay! Yay. That, was, that, was, that was tragic. That was <laughs> seriously, well, everyone's trying to balance with the other voices that they're hearing on a delay. Right. <laughs> I, I, I saved everyone and stayed on mute. That was yeah. <laughs> It then felt I, like a Google Hangouts commercial for some reason. I don't know. Oh my god, it did because it kept flashing to every like right. these different faces, and Very I was like, like this, hey, is "This is a commercial. You can use Google Hangouts." Classic. <laughs> you know the best. The best part about my birthday is that Ben actually released RxJS seven on my birthday for my birthday. Right, Ben? Seven. Ben. Version seven. seven. <laughs> I like to be ahead of the game. Ben, was that intentional? Seven version. <laughs> Was it for her birthday? Let's hear the truth. You heard yeah. it here first. RxJS7 is now out. <laughs> <laughs> no. What, what kind of breaking changes? All the breaking changes. All of them. It's a totally different API. Okay. Well, also, if you ever want to like make Ben really, really stressed out, you can just call it a comma chaining operators instead of dot chaining. 
Mm. Just start calling it comma chaining instead. See how weird he gets. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, we really should have a session of just like things to bother Blish, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about what is here and now with RxJS. How about? <laughs> All right. So, uh, May, first of all, uh, what's the deal with six? Uh, what are we getting? Like, what, what are the things that we need to know kind of sort of thing? I mean, because RxJS is kind of an important thing within Angular, us as Angular developers, right? So um, how do we start taking the step forward with leveraging RxJS 6? Well, what's what's new in six, uh, really, there's, there's some changes in the error handling behavior, uh, which before you would have observables that threw synchronously. And that, that created some interesting problems um, in the form of what's called producer interference, where to, to describe what that means is if you had an observable that you multicast and then gave to the world, and then other libraries that maybe you didn't control uh, did things with that observable, if one of them was to synchronously throw an error and then not handle it, it would unwind, it would rethrow the error at the bottom of the stack and then unwind the stack all the way back to wherever your uh, multicast is happening, which is like a for loop, and break the for loop and then stop notifying the other third party libraries that are consuming. So they have no idea why their stuff broke, but it broke because uh, it broke because somebody else, a sibling, uh, ran amok. So the, the error handling behavior has been changed to uh, rethrow the error on a different call stack, which basically is just throwing in a set timeout, if if that makes sense. Um, but that's there. So that's there. However, in RxJS 6, there is a flag on, uh, there's a config that you can pull in from from just RxJS, and you can flag it to use the, the deprecated error handling behavior to help people during migration. Uh, it's recommended to get off of that as soon as you can. But um, the biggest thing that people can look forward to, though, in RxJS 6, so that was like more of the, the breaking change um, behavior-wise. But the, the other reason that we're doing a major version is we've moved around how all the imports work. So you basically import anything that's an operator, you import from RxJS slash operators, just like you can in 5.5. The difference is there is no RxJS slash operators slash map, RxJS slash operators slash filter. Like you just import it all from RxJS slash operators and everything else you import from just from RxJS. And so there's really two import sites that you need to worry about uh, with the exception of if you're using the WebSocket subject or RxJS's uh, Ajax implementation or something like that. Those are, those are under a couple of different import spaces. But for Angular users, for the most part, there's just the two import spots to worry about as opposed to having this you know big long list of imports at the top of your file uh, so that's a breaking change and uh, what we've done uh, and this is a lot of work on the part of Jason Aiden and some folks in, on the angular team came up with this to, to make migration easier is you can upgrade to rxjs 6 and then there's a package called rxjs dash compat where by simply installing it you enable the old import paths that you had before. So you can try to import from those import paths and it'll error that you don't have RxJS compat installed. As soon as you install it, they just magically start working again, but you're you're gonna be warned that you wanna get off of that um, when possible. And you're gonna wanna get off of it anyways, because it makes your code so much cleaner. Um, but th there's that. Uh, other things, so there's, there's, uh, there's that backwards compatibility library uh, for uh, getting 
getting to RxJS six right away, but but still keeping some of the the old imports or stuff and not breaking your stuff right, right away, so you can kind of slowly migrate. And there's also uh, a forward compatibility library to where if you wanted to use the newer names of things, but you weren't ready to get off of five five yet, uh, you can use that as well. So that's and that's. Um, published as a 5.6.0 release, but you would get that by installing RxJS at forward-compat, uh, just like you do RxJS at beta to get the, the Rx6 beta or whatever right now. Um, I see that one is probably being less commonly used than this, and then just using uh, RxJS 6 and compat, but either way, it, it, uh, the there's been just tons and tons of work done to get um, those things migrated uh, in. And the other thing that's nice is now uh, I work at Google and Google has a giant mono repository with um, thousands and thousands of files that use RxJS. So uh, all of these uh, changes have been, uh, have been applied against that code base. So we've seen what broke and what didn't and went through and made adjustments uh, prior to it, it getting to the public. So uh, it, it should be a it should be a very stable release. Um, resolved a kind of a nasty bug yesterday with node use. Uh, so that's another thing where that's not necessarily uh, Angular related, obviously. But uh, the Angular CLI was running into an issue where if you, you know, were using RxJS and then you upgrade RxJS, um, it would install multiple copies of RxJS amongst all your dependencies if they had a hard dependency on, like say RxJS five five or something. And then with multiple copies, you uh, you ended up having this weird issue where like it just wouldn't notify you from some observables sometimes. And so there was a, a kind of nasty, nasty bug in there and we were able to resolve that thanks to, uh, honestly, thanks to the move, my move to the Angular team. So uh, it, it gave me more visibility into what was happening and I was able to take the time and, and, and help them out. So, uh, and have the help of some really, really smart people that, that helped me narrow down the problem. So th those are the things you can look forward to in ArcGIS 6. Um, not a lot of new features. There's uh, there's one operator, um, uh, throw if empty, that's a new operator, but uh, I don't see a lot of, uh, it's probably, it's more compositional than anything else. I mean, it's just, it's just new because there wasn't a way to do that easily before. Um, that's about it. Is there any size changes with it? Oh yeah, substantially. Um, the the size changes kind of started with 5.5. Five, and uh, now, especially in the Angular world with um, some of the build optimization stuff that Angular is doing, and the they're making sure that tree shaking is, is really, really solid. Uh, since uh, RxJS 6 is forcing you more into using these pipeable operators, you're going to see much, much smaller uh, build sizes. And some of the um, not hot path operators, um, uh, like for example, reduce isn't really a hot path operator, scan is, but reduce is really scan and then uh, take last, right? So it's the same same thing. So you can build reduce off of scan and take last. So kind of reducing the size of the, of the footprint of some of the operators. Uh, you should see some pretty substantial changes, and, and that's only going to increase um, now that we have the the public API uh, solid. Over the over the lifetime of RxJS six, we can do additional patch releases and, and minor releases to try to get uh, further decrease the size without changing behavior. 
So I see that like RxJS six is in beta. Is it ready to use yet? Should I like, you know, be comfortable that like I can start using this in production and so on? Google is using it in production right now. So it's a lot of there's a lot of projects within Google uh, that are some of them very mission critical and they're they are using uh, the RxJS six beta. So yes, the answer is yes. So you mentioned the term hot path. I don't know if I've, I've heard of that yet or if people have heard about that yet. What do you mean by that when you explain it, when you say hot path? Uh, well, hot path is just uh, 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 a piece of your application that gets called frequently. Um, so uh, like map, for example, would be a hot path operator because you use map all the time. So you need to make sure that's highly optimized. Um, merge map is another one uh, where there are filter is another one where something like, oh, I don't know, or something with a delay, um, like like the delay operator. That's that's the performance of the delay operator probably isn't super critical because you're always, you know, you're already adding a delay. So there's certain ones where there's certain uh, code paths where you want to try like whatever tiny little micro optimizations you can do. It's there's probably yields benefit in a library like RxJS where uh, other code paths um, that are little used or or not often used probably it's not going to be as beneficial to someone's application performance. And to be clear, when you're talking about changing these operators and in internal with uh, patch releases, you're just talking about internal refactorings to make the code size smaller. It's not going to be any change to anybody consuming the library. That's right. That's right. But to, That's to be clear, there are some changes in V6 that we're not going to mention. It'll be in the change log, some breaking changes. Um, they're more obscure things than a majority of people have no, didn't even know. Like, uh, I just made a note of one just to give an example that, like, um, debounce, there were some issues in V5 with synchronous reentrancy. Re like, if, if a value comes from debounce and then actually comes back in through itself, um, it would swallow that error. And that technically was a breaking change that we waited to, to make. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to pull in. Um, but there, so there's several, there's a number of those type of things that probably don't impact you, but just FYI. Removing result selectors was another one. Mm -hmm. um, that was that was one where there was all sorts of code in the code base that was responsible for kind of mapping values after you've already done something async. And we already have a map operator. So there was no sense in having kind of that duplicate code throughout the throughout the library. And it also expanded the API surface area quite a bit to have all these result selectors. So it it made the the type signatures smaller and the the operator overload possible operator overload smaller and that sort of thing. So, mm -hmm. so uh, with the pipe method and pipeable operators, um, is that like the recommended way to do things now, or what about like dot chaining? Like how do those two? How do we decide? And, and what's the story on that? Yeah, the the uh, using the pipeable operators is recommended. Uh, dot chaining it still exists through the compat uh, package, and you know there's there's lots of discussion about what to do with it. Um, I don't know that we'll ever want to completely get rid of it. There might always be some sort of support library, um, but you know because there's there's people that work in like the node world and dot chaining is a little bit prettier to look at the problem is uh dot chaining makes for code that's not very tree shakeable uh harder to to make small for for shipping and in, in bundles and that sort of thing yeah um, i really recommended that you comma chain comma chain use those <laughs> level operators 
<laughs> Letables and commentating. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> so helpful. Uh, let's let's confuse everyone. Let's call it let's call it something else after April first. So like, you guys like mentioned like letters. a docs initiative. Is it to make sure that you know everywhere is replaced with comma chaining instead of like dot chaining? Like is that that part of it? <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> no, it, it's been a it's been actually really exciting because as Ben has been getting more integrated into the Angular team, um, the docs initiative has been much more. Um, well, so what happened was Pete Bacon Darwin, he did this small proof of concept and tried to figure out if, you know, we could generate the docs just like the Angular docs are being generated. So, you know, great. It's not going to be Angular. You know, we're trying to separate the two since RxJS is in its own. But I think there's a lot of uh, new exciting things happening for the docs. And I know Ben now is going to be able to spend a little more time onto that and being able to project manage that, which is I think going to be really good for the community in general. Um, and I know Jay, Jay, you've were you working on the doc stuff? Because I know you've been doing a lot of stuff for to make sure things like Redux observable. Uh, I worked on some of that early early on, but I haven't in quite in quite some time. The 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 team, the docs team, has really taken that over and run with it. Yeah, they've done nothing. I've done has is is being used now, so I don't want any credit for. Yeah, which we're always still looking for contributors for the RxJS docs. It's so easy if you do Angular to just pull it down and be like, ew, front page sucks. <laughs> you know, or just even to learn RxJS, it's a great way like to sift through some of the documentation. And, uh, you know, we're, I think we did a proof of concept as well to integrate stack blitz um, into the docs in, instead of using JSPIN. So that's another thing, but I mean, things take so long, so. Yeah. Are the proof of concepts like branches or are they like elsewhere that people can't check them out? There were, so there's been like three <laughs> proof of concepts for this Angular thing. So what was the first one, Ben? The first two were done by Pete. So I think one was, one was one part of the RxJS official repo or? Uh, no, so there's there was a proof of concept uh, that the team did. Uh, and that so that was kind of first, and then Pete Bacon Darwin, who did a lot of work on the engine that uh, that builds the Angular docs, Jenny um, did some work to take that same yeah Jenny or to Jenny or something like that. But he did some work to take that same engine and run it against uh, RxJS's code base because the docs are all inline comments like doc comments. So run it against RxJS code code base and show just as a proof of concept that hey we can use the same thing. And I think that what we're going to end up going with is something like that, uh, where it's using that same Angular engine. But of course, you know, we have to go through and, and strip any sort of Angular branding and that sort of thing from it. Uh, and then we want to use things like Stack Blitz uh, to to show examples, so people can can do interactive things on the on the docs and that sort of thing. So I'm also really excited. Maybe. Maybe not warrantedly excited. Is that a word? Warrantedly, <laughs> but I am excited about some of the stuff that Jay's been working on on the test of scheduler stuff. I mean, it's so funny because you know, being being in the core team meetings, like I remember Jay and Ben one time, literally all they talked about for an hour was like, what type of syntax should we introduce, and mm -hmm. it was just bike shedding on that. Yeah, there's been a lot of so I. We were talking before we started that 
I don't want to make promises on what exactly is going to be coming, but I can say I, I will promise that there is going there are, there are improvements that are going to happen to the test schedule or story. Um, you know, there's fundamental ergonomic problems right now. You have to pass around the test scheduler, which is like a pain in the butt, no matter if you're using Angular with dependency injection or you using something totally different. It's, it's, a, it's a pain to have to pass that around. Um, and there's other issues with like the frame size and the marble syntax. Like the marble stuff was designed originally like with the idea for testing RxJS itself like the actual internal unit tests. And so all the ergonomics were really with that in mind. And so the fact that it, it started to get used outside of that was you know, kind of a secondary thing. And we've never really gone back and fixed the, the, the developer experience around that. So there's been a ton. Like It's not obvious because a lot of this is, has not been happening in, in front of public view, which is my fault. And something that I should have done differently, but um, there's there's a lot of stuff that's 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 happened. A lot of debate, like she was saying, there's been a lot of debate between uh, Ben, uh, primarily between Ben and I and OJ, um, about the different syntaxes for the marble stuff because there's some things that you can't represent within the current marble diagrams, um, yeah, especially things that happen in, in a lot of real world cases. And so, um, yeah, the, generally speaking, those are the things. Uh, whatever we do, it's at this point, it's not, we're very pretty confident. I, I think Ben would have to confirm it, but I think we're pretty confident that whatever we do, it won't be a breaking change to the existing test scheduler API. Because how the existing test scheduler API works is you have to instantiate a new version of it and then pass that scheduler around. But in the proposed thing that we're working on, um, you won't have to to you won't have to explicitly create a test scheduler and you won't have to pass it around and so it's a different like you you do still have to to basically tell the the testing runtime that you know you want basically schedulers to use the uh, virtual time but um, it's a different user experience and it'll be it'll be opt-in like and so we'll be able to we could release this at basically any time it could be at 6.1 or 6.8 or it could be seven or you know, eight or whatever. So it really doesn't matter um, when we release this because we're going to keep the existing test scheduler as is um, for at least another version, I imagine. I'm, I'm most excited about the the marble syntax. Yeah. Honestly, like I... Don't, don't commit, overcommit though. Don't overcommit. But yeah, we can... I mean, just like just like Ben started calling them letable operators and he's like, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, there's some syntax changes that, that help with ergonomics and... and also, just enable you to do more things that you literally were impossible. There's certain there's certain real world cases that we have run into where you literally cannot test like this the asynchronous behavior of something. It's yeah. just not possible. Like a me. like a promise microtask, for example. That's like the most obvious one, and people use promises all the time. And there wasn't really a way to represent a microtask in the old marbles. Mm -hmm. So when somebody's learning RxJS, um, I mean, would you recommend that they also learn about the Marvel stuff and, and Marvel testing as well? Is like that's they should be learning both of those together, or um, is there another way to do the testing that they could opt into or whatever? I'm gonna guess Ben and I disagree on this, but I I, I think that Marvel testing is not something you should do at the, when you're first learning, when you're very first learning. Just to make that very clear, like just because. Learning about RxJS for, I bet and I have both just taught so many people and Ben's done the workshops and stuff. And so I can ima only imagine that it's pretty tough for a lot of people. 
And so I, I think throwing in the marble diagram, marble diagrams are really great, but they're the 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 testing stuff. Really, I mean, marble. I think it's it's beneficial to learn what a marble diagram is, like not the ASCII syntax with the the test scheduler, but the generic. Um, and, and a lot of the intro to RxJS type of talks that you'll see, um, they they give you that intro, and that's useful because when you're looking at like the documentation and stuff like that, um, it's going to help you. But as far as the actual test scheduler stuff. Um, I would wait until you have a basic grasp of what an observable and, and operators are. Um, I think a lot of people hit the ground. My biggest advice to people I'm who just are starting. Rooms, sorry. What's that? I'm just moving rooms right now. Sorry. Okay. Cool. <laughs> let's let's just watch Ben awkwardly. Oh, don't Ben. <laughs> they hit. Thanks. Wanted to watch us get a tour. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, what was he saying? Oh yeah, so I think my, I know this is kind of unsolicited tangent advice, but my, my, my advice for people who are learning ArxJS is to really fund, focus fundamentally on what is an observable and, and what is an operator. And I know that sounds too broad, but I mean like I just, I, I help people who have been using Rx for like six months, even maybe even a year, and they still haven't quite gotten to the point where they understand what an operator actually does that it's subscribing to the thing you're, you attach it to, and then it itself becomes, like it, the operator subscribes to that source, and then you later subscribe to that, the result of that operator. Like it creates an, another observable. So you just got a chain of subscriptions. And I think that, that learning that really just helps turn that light bulb on and demystify what RxJS is and, and um, just open up a lot of powerful things. Um, there's great, like there's, um, if you're looking for like, how do I learn how to do that? Uh, ben actually has one of the best articles that I've read on this on Medium. And I think it's like called like learning observable by building observable or something like that. Um, I think that that's by far the best advice I could give. The test scheduler stuff, once you understand that, then I think it's okay to go down the test scheduler route because then you'll understand why this is, is what it is. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Ben, what do you think? I don't I mean, I think we're in agreement. The the uh most of the time having something like the the test like the majority of the time you don't really need marble tests. Like the majority of the of the time you're testing, you know, like two or three possible behavior routes that something could take where in your app where you're using some observable. And in those cases, like testing it with like a subject or, you know, an, an observable of or something like that is usually just fine. Um what what the the marble diagrams really enable you to do is when you've got much more complicated possible interactions that are asynchronous like kind of coordinating those in 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 a visual way so you can see what's going on um and you know that's there's not a high percentage of your code that's using observables that are going to require that um what what would require that would be you know if you were really really coordinating multiple events like for I don't know, drag and drop or like some sort of uh like coordinated animation behavior or something like that um uh or if you really wanted to thoroughly test a library that you're releasing that uh used a lot of rx um but usually for like the end use in an app like 80 percent of the time you probably don't need marble diagrams but they could they can be helpful to to provide a lot of extra coverage I definitely wouldn't, someone starting out, I definitely would not be like, yeah, you should go learn the test schedule. It's like, no, you should learn what MAP does. That's probably a good spart starting point. And then when you understand what mer the difference between merge map and concat map and switch map, then. And exhaust map. 
an exhaust map, right? And race and et cetera. Right. No one ever mentions it. So I'm on a campaign to, to slip exhaust map into conversation. Yes, more exhaust. Well, I think another interesting thing about RX is just that, you know, you can learn it. And we've had, you know, other RxJS core team members or people who are, you know, senior in RX, or at least we consider senior RxJS people, um, attend RX workshop just for fun. And, be, you know, because typically you're just using RX in a specific way within your application, there is always so much more to learn, right? Like it's like endless. And and for me, when I try to talk about, you know, beginning RxJS or just fundamental things, and I'm trying to, you know, figure it out myself, I just remember the other day there was a light bulb that popped up for me. I was playing around with some Angular code and I made a Grumpy Cat app. And this Grumpy Cat app, you know, I was like, oh, let me just create a function. And then that function will say like, okay, you know, if you feed Grumpy Cat pizza or cheeseburgers, he'll like it. But if not, then, you know, then you get a point or something like that. And I was just like, oh my God, I could just use filter instead, you know, instead of this function. And then all of a sudden, so much more just like randomly made sense to me. But it's like these weird little light bulbs that go off as you like continuously play, like things that are so obvious and so duh, but you know. And then I tried to refactor all my functions into RX operators and Jay and Ben were like, no, this is, you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. Don't you have this major nerd moment where like you're, you know something's cool, but you just haven't really gotten your head wrapped yeah. around it. And then when you actually write the code and it works, then you just go, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And everybody else is like, yeah, we know that's cool. And you're like, no, I have to tell you, this is, I get so excited. And Samantha's like, mom, you are a nerd. Like, why are you so excited about this? Like, it's cool. I've had a few of those moments with RxJS. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think we've, I think we've actually seen you on, cause you, because you share so much on social media. Like, I think there have been a, a few moments where you're like, ah, it works. Oh my God. I just want to know how you come up with grumpy cat app. Is your cat like angry all the time? Like, where does that come from? Well, like as much as I love Jay's face. So the first, first app, cause I, I really like to like, I always ask Ben and Jay, like, what are the complicated things? Like, why do people care about RxJS? And you know, they're like, yeah, drag and drop you know, yeah, you know, this, that, whatever. But then I got stuck on drag and drop. And then, you know, Jay likes fruit snacks. I like fruit snacks, but I don't eat orange ones. So I save all my orange ones for Jay. So I made this like drag and drop app to feed Jay fruit snacks. He's not kidding, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's on GitHub. It's on you my GitHub. No, 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 I'm talking yeah, about the fruit snacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jay does love fruit snacks. our real life. Yes, this is our real life. But then I was like, okay, look, this looks like crap. You know, Sarah... Sarah Drasner has beautiful apps. So I was like, okay, let me find good, you know, PNG. So Jay was replaced by Fruit Snacks and the Fruit Snack app to a Grumpy Cat app. Oh, okay. I, I think you're pretty good in Grumpy Cat, if that makes you happy. I can be Did grumpy, you see that right? face when she, when she said Jay's face and then Jay's face went, that was awesome. Yeah, I always make lots of faces. It's what I do. I love that. I love the fact oh. that you guys don't take yourselves too seriously. Y'all crack me up. And Tracy, you are a hoot. Like, I don't know where you get the, the creativity, but it's just, yeah, it's fun. You guys are fun. Yeah. So I Austin, what, you need to start eating gummies and fruit snacks and sharing them with other people. And then you're going to come up with some great app ideas. That's, how that's, works. that's what I got out of it. Appetizers. Yeah. Well, actually, it was kind of funny because I would just throw away these orange fruit snacks. And then somebody online was like, hey, you could put them in a Ziploc bag for Jay. 
And I was like, oh my God, so smart. So anyways, last time I saw Jay, I brought him a bag of like, you know, there were like six different types of fruit snacks in there, but it was only the orange ones because I just don't eat the orange ones. But actually- I, do. I don't discriminate. Yeah. Another really exciting thing though, um, actually, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I talk to Ben and Jay so much about things and I'm always asking all these like seemingly silly questions and- Ben, what did I get really excited about the other day? Oh, it was memory management and teardown. Like, I was like, dude, why don't people talk about this? And he's like, well, because it's not sexy. Yeah. But... So, yeah, our RxJS <laughs> provides deterministic memory management because everything has a subscription, which gives you the same shape thing, which all the teardown is guaranteed to be called if, if it errors or it completes or you unsubscribe. Uh, which gives you deterministic memory management. And uh, it's not often talked about in talks because um, it's kind of like the difference between, you know, talking about all the operators and what RxJS can do is like talking about toys and, you know, talking about subscriptions is like talking about cleaning your room. So it's kind of one of those things where people don't often talk about like, we need to make sure that we clean these things up. Like it's, if, if I talk about it at all, it's usually some very small part. Oh, wow. For Jay getting really excited about back pressure. Oh. You had good blog posts about unsubscribing, didn't you? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, just just talking about. Yeah, I did. A, I did a blog post about it. But I, again, like for a like for a conference talk or something like that, I don't know if I would I would really focus on that. Uh, I think the fact that Tracy got so excited about that. Uh, just means she's been spending way too much time with you, and she's going like deep into the nerd. Uh, universe. Yes, and then I'm like, "What's an object literal?" Just kidding. I know what an object literal. Is, but <laughs> in the beginning, I did not. A few years ago. Well, I think a good point. A good point, Tracy and Bonnie, that you're making is that you know you get excited about these things, right? And you're like, "Yeah, I want to do more." And I, I find myself, you know, with RxJS and in the Angular space, going, "I want to do more with with that, right?" So, like, I want to do things like. I want to bind a click event on an element and I just want to get right to the observable and start doing stuff off of that rather than having a function or a method inside of my class to do that. Like, and I find I want to use it more and more places. Is, is that something that people, you know, start to do? Well, the, the, the Angular team, we, we have some preliminary designs and plans to, to add, add more integration, like what you're talking about, like trying to, get observables from events and templates and that sort of thing. Uh, no, no promises, of course, uh, but, but uh, that, that is, that is yeah, <laughs> pretty good. That's really good. Uh, but, but, you know, trying, trying to get more, uh, more support for the reactive side of things, because it, it seems to be something the Angular community has really embraced and they, they like it a lot. And it's like the only, um, we were sort of going through like Vue and React and different things and just look at reactive programming paradigms and definitely uh, Angular is probably the one that's really most heavily adopted um, this with RxJS, which is kind of cool as well, right? Do you think that it's uh, something that people learning Angular should also invest in learning RxJS? I mean, should they be coupled together like that, do you think, or? I think I think they should um, they should at least in, invest in learning the basics of RxJS, like you know how to subscribe to an observable, what an observable is, uh, the differences between it and a promise, because a lot of people are 
institutionalized by promises. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, people always, when you have a promise, promises aren't lazy. So uh, every time you get a promise, it's usually you're getting it from a function because really people wanted it to be lazy. And so in order to make it lazy, you wrap it in a function. Uh, observables are already lazy. So what ends up happening is you see these funny anti-patterns where people will be like, I have an observable and it's always the same observable, but I better wrap it in a function to get it. Uh, so really it's almost like having a function that returns a function at that point. Um, and you could just take the observable and put it on a property and it would be more, more efficient. Uh, so, you know, getting people educated about what an observable is, why it's not nothing like a promise. Um, and, uh, you know, having them learn a few basics, like how to map it, um, et cetera, is, is, uh, I think a good place for them to start. Now, do they need to go full NGRX? Probably not, 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 not off the, the get-go. I think that that's a really interesting and powerful tool. Um, you can implement a lot of those same patterns with plain RX if you want. Uh, it's just the NGRX provides some nicer architecture around those things. So I wouldn't go jump, dive straight into that deep end, but I do think it's probably important to, to at least understand how Angular's HTTP service works and what it returns, and uh, you know how you can use it, even just imperatively to start with. Yeah, and it's just so easy. It's like you once you once you know how to use RxJS, it's like you can do all this stuff with such a tiny little bit of code. And we were doing maps and filters a long time ago, but it wasn't like so succinct and clean. It's beautiful. So. You talked about the entry level. So once you get the concept of an observable down and then some simple op uh, intro operators like uh, map and filter, what about intermediate? Where would you go after you got, say, the basics of, all right, I understand what an observable is and then I understand what mapping and filtering are, but where do I go from there? I know it would be dependent upon your use, but a common path for people to take when learning. Uh, my, I would, my advice would be to jump into merge, probably merge map would be the first one. Cause it's, I think the easiest to understand. And then, uh, right after that, just into other, uh, flattening, smooshing operators, right? Like the smoosh, like, um, getting smoosh map. We need that. The community demands a smoosh map. Wait, hold on. Really though, <laughs> why do we think smoosh is a thing right now? Who because there was a whole thing on Twitter about it last week, and Ben, oh! I think Ben has a shirt. Actually, I, I saw that on Twitter, and it was not my imagination. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew I wasn't crazy. This doesn't prove you're not crazy. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, I feel like that was like a month ago, and now nobody cares. But yeah, it's Ben was actually funny. really angry. I wanted him to make a song. Like, I was really into the you know Havana song. And Ben texted me two days ago that he said he will never dance on uh, the internet again with me, but I disagree. So, <laughs> but I wanted him to be like, oh, smoosh, ooh, na, na. You know, he's like, dude, I blocked somebody because of that smoosh thing. And then, like 20 <laughs> minutes did. later, yeah, he did. Like, dude, people are gonna be so mad. But then 20 minutes later, he got a smoosh map shirt. What? Yeah. You're really sending mixed signals here, Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we, or are we not allowed to laugh at the smoosh? I, to, to be to be specific, I didn't block this particular person over just smoosh. Uh, it was it was because uh, there was a few other toxic things this person was doing. So I rarely block people. Rarely. So rarely. as long as we like keep a good sense of humor about it, we can do all the smooshing. Right, right, right. All the smoosh. Smoosh Ben's cheeks. So wait. So here we here we go. I've got the. Um... 
Are we, are we sharing? Can you see that? <laughs> as long as you're talking. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so there we go. So as long as I'm talking, you can see that I've, I've got this mission. This is uh, one of the one of the uh, gentlemen that came to a workshop brought this, so. <laughs> I noticed that it's using a dot operator. Yeah, dot smush it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I was for a raise, so. And he sense. did, and he did attend uh, RX workshop, so you know he might he might know about the comma chaining now. Right, I'm right. Sorry, right. Ben, I can't, I can't help it. I just, yeah. Hey, I want to shout out to a couple other operators that I really like that you guys didn't mention. Uh, the debounce time. I love the debounce time and the tap. <laughs> Gotta tap it. I love that. I love that operator. Can we can we talk about Ben and I actually this morning we're talking about um, uh, some exciting stuff related to diversity. Which I'm like, oh my god, this is the nice stuff, right? So can we can we talk about that? Yeah. Yes, please. Don't okay. forget, guys. We have 13 minutes left for the pop the hour. Yeah. So I'll go quick. So basically, like, well, actually, in. In June, we have an RX workshop scheduled that you can find at rxworkshop.com. But uh, we're doing like this really large outreach to like all the girl develop it, women who code uh, meetups that we can find. I mean, about a hundred, so definitely not all of them. Um, and giving away free diversity tickets. So we're really trying to do this and help promote uh, within the industry. But then also, since Ben has joined the uh, Angular core team now, um, and obviously there's like, you know, well, anyways, what we've decided is, or he's decided actually, is he's going to donate all the profits from our workshop to charities. And we're like, oh my god, this is going to be so cool because we can like actually support, you know, girl develop it and women who code and form some sort of relationships with them. Where you know we don't know exactly know what's going to happen yet, but I mean, it's it's going to be a really cool initiative in the next uh, year and a half or so that we're going to be focusing on. Right, right. That's very cool. I love it. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for doing that. So if you guys want to, you can just tweet us, by the way, like women. If you want to, if you want to learn ArcSys, you can just tweet us and we can send you all the links to like, uh, you know, the different giveaways and stuff like that we're doing and everything. So. Uh, Is it women I'm specifically or minorities too or underrepresented groups? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I uh, the for the on the minor, minority side, I don't. I'm not aware of a lot of those charities off the top of my head, but I'm, that's totally the 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 thing that I want to do with with the money. Um, and it's great because it, it still enables me to go around and do the workshops uh, because I really really have a lot of fun with the workshops. I like them a lot. So I wouldn't want to stop just because I'm on the Angular team. That would make me sad. So plug that. If uh, somebody was interested in an RxJS workshop uh, with you, where do they go to find out more information? Uh, it'll be at rxworkshop.com. We, we wouldn't have any of the information about what goes to charity or anything up there yet because it was just discussed this morning. It's, it's a new development after I started on the Angular team this last week. So um, no, I was just curious um, where, if people were interested in attending a workshop or taking a workshop or what have you. So yeah, yeah, rxworkshop.com Rx Rx would be where they would go to to sign up for those. And then I do I do some at uh, conferences here and there as well. Uh, but rxworkshop.com is the the primary. Like ngconf, but I think the ngconf. Yeah, yeah, and that one's that one's coming up uh, very very quickly. So is it sold out? Is it too late? Uh, it, my understanding is it is, but I, I don't know yeah. that for a fact. Yeah, but it's going to happen on Monday. I think starting at ten a.m. Bright and early. Um, 
Cool. Man, so so many announcements. It's like good thing we got this recorded, right? Everybody can kind of go back and play it slow. We just need to like. I need to be better at coming on more often. Actually, I remember actually, Justin. I was messaging you while I was at an RX workshop. I was like, oh crap, you know, uh, you know, Chuck asked us to be on Adventures in Angular and this and that. Oh, by the which, by the way, well, I'll I'll leave that for the picks, but I'll talk about contributor days. I think it's time for picks. Yeah. Yeah, we get to pick. Uh, is there anything le else on the uh, RxJS front that we want to cover? Um, any type of releases or anything else you want to talk about real quick before we hit, wrap that up? I don't think so. We should let Tracy do the pick. OK. So <laughs> sure. Was uh, that a squeal? I love that. <laughs> so uh, Angular Contributor Days, we did one last year at ng-conf. This time, because we want it to be more of an inclusive experience for the entire Angular community, it's going to happen online. You can find it at contributordays.com. Anybody can attend. It will be live streamed, um, but it'll be like Angular core team and then a few key people talking about you know libraries and uh, teaching and whatever. So it'll be like a three or four hour thing. It's a great opportunity to just you know come and just ask the Angular team all the questions you like and just hear from some of the key community members. We obviously can't include everybody because it's hard to include everybody, but this is one of our initiatives. Just like, let's just get it online so everybody can come instead of it just being in a room and you have to be in Salt Lake City for it. So contributordays.com. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to have an episode on that as well, too, coming up. So yes. Hey. Yeah. Cool. All right, who else has picks? Mike, you got some picks? I do. Um, just uh, recently, right before the show started, by about half hour, an hour, uh, TypeScript 2.8 was released. So some new exciting features. I know conditional types uh, was the big one that was highlighted at the top of the blog post. Uh, we'll have a link to that. But they just tweeted out about that earlier today. Also, yesterday, beta seven, six, seven of the Angular CLI version 6 was released. So new beta out, um, updated goodness, getting closer and closer to an RC and a release. So nice. those are my picks. All right, Alyssa? So I have uh, two picks that are kind of the same. Uh, Bonnie and I are on the diversity committee for ng-conf, and so we're still taking donations. So you can go to youcaring.com slash ng-conf, and uh, that's where our fundraiser is right now. And then we also have a Google form, which I'll share, and it'll be in the show notes, um, to apply if you would like help from the diversity fund to make it to ng-conf this year. So yeah, that is my pick. That's an awesome pick. Mm -hmm. All kinds of good, good, helpful work going on. It's great. Bonnie, do you have anything? Uh, just real quick, yeah. I want to second Alyssa's pick because that was an amazing pick. Uh, but also, I wanted to mention uh, Dominic Elm. Just, I, I don't know if this is. I'm not. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you guys this because I don't know if it's officially been released yet. Uh, but sorry, not sorry, <laughs> Dominic. If you see this, uh, I hope it's okay. Anyway, he just published, uh, or he's about to publish, a uh, uh, Angular drag to select that looks pretty cool. A uh, little open source library. So Dominic Elm, uh, check that out. He's got some cool stuff going on. And Dominic, if I'm if I wasn't supposed to tell people about that yet, then uh, sorry, I just it's too late. So Dominic's going to be coming on for an episode here coming up as well too. So that'll be cool. Is he talking about that? Uh, I think he's going to talk about caching with uh, RxJS. I think maybe. I'll have to look at the notes. I love Dominic. He's awesome. 
All right, Austin, do you have anything? Yes, Silicon Valley, uh, the next season just came out this, uh, this week. Uh, oh my gosh, it's love that show. New internet. <laughs> <laughs> new internet, yes. <laughs> awesome, no spoilers. That one the dev community and you have not watched that show, it is almost too close to home. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of an Ash versus the Evil Dead sort of guy. <laughs> ridiculous. ridiculous. I actually stopped watching it because I was like, this is making me a little bit nauseous. It was so <laughs> accurate that it wasn't funny anymore. So I was just, I don't know, I've been in a company or companies like that where I was just like, oh, God. Oh, man. Wait, so I don't know. I, I guess, yeah. How do you watch it, Austin, and not get sick? I don't know. I just, I laugh, but then I'm, like, laughing at myself. So it's weird. It's kind of like one <laughs> time I broke up with this guy, and then we were still hanging out, and then we watched the movie The Breakup when it came out, and it was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so you know, awkward. Was, like, so angry while watching the movie after we'd broken up. <laughs> oh, my God. Learn some serious life lessons on this show. It's, it's at, at least weren't arguing over cabs versus spaces. <laughs> that actually was a really good movie. I think you should ditch the guy and keep the movie. I like. I, I haven't watched. Uh, I haven't watched the movie. But it's kind of like also watching the Notebook. Like maybe I've just had like really traumatizing experiences. Well, one time I watched the Notebook with a guy that I was like, he's never going to love me, and cried for eight hours straight. And I was like, this is this is. Actually, it was the same guy that we broke up and we watched the breakout. I'm, just, I'm getting married now. Jay's officiating the wedding. It'll be fine. <laughs> Crazy. All right. All right. Well, let's get to the important picks from our guests. Uh, ben, do you have any picks? Uh, I have I have a couple picks. Uh, one is there. there's a gentleman on Twitter, and I'm going to butcher his name. I'm going to butcher his name. Cedric Solis. Uh, I'll be sure to give you a link to, to his profile. He... Uh, publishes continuously like a lot of really interesting visualizations of what's going on with ArxJS. So uh, if you're more of a visual learner, I think he provides some really interesting stuff. And then my other pick is there's a, a document that the Angular team and myself went through and, and put together about migrating from ArxJS 5 to 6. It's an entire in-depth up update guide of what's changed, what it means to go to the forward compatibility version, what it means to use uh, ArcGIS 6 with the backward compatibility, et cetera, uh, and, and uh, various workarounds for things if you're using result selectors and that sort of thing. So uh, really, really important document for people as they're migrating. Uh, gonna try to get that information out to more people, so. Awesome, awesome. And I Forgot to tell Jay that we do this picks thing. So, um, but Jay, did you come up with something on the fly? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any, I don't know exactly what a pick means, but uh, you know, I just, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can share links. I don't know if that's a thing. Just share runs us. Runs no, 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 links, I'm saying like, if I give a link, cause I don't know how to link to a Twitter via verbal, you know, I, I don't want to. Yeah, like, the status ID is nine seven six eight five zero. Just post the link in our messaging, and then we can make sure and attach it to the YouTube video. Cool. So it's in there. So it's uh, it's just literally literally a tweet to um, someone did like a virtual wearable uh, prototype, where like it it um, detects where your arm, where your hand and arm is, and then it can basically add three dimensional things on top of it. Like he had buttons where you can flick them and push them and stuff like that. Really, really slick. 
um, has nothing to do with Angular or RxJS. And I mean, I guess you could write it in RxJS and Angular, but it'd probably crash. But cool. You'd probably crash. That's I mean, true. You'd crash. That's probably true. <laughs> oh no, we're we're at that point now. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I I think we got it. Uh, it was a lot of picks, so uh, we'll call the show an episode. Thanks so much for joining us, Tracy, Jay, Ben. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you taking the time coming on. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Right. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Later. Bye. Bye.